0: Today's message is entitled, He Hovers. He hovers. We'll be in Genesis 1 and 2. I almost entitled this message, The Hovering, but uh, He Hovers seems a bit more appropriate. So let's deal with this topic today, he hovers. I want to talk about the importance of hovering. Let's do some uh, reconnaissance here. Hovering is good for showing something from a different perspective. Hovering allows you to be able to see things from a different view. Uh, Hovering is good because you can see farther the higher up you are. So when we talk about God hovering over our lives, we're saying that he is in a position to be able to see our lives from various perspectives. Uh, Watch this. One of the reasons God is named uh, the most high, or we talk about him as high and lifted up, is because his highness not only indicates his majesty, but it indicates his ability to see all. The Bible says that heaven is his throne upon which he sits, and earth is, is his footstool. So you worry about whether or not God knows what you're going through. I came to tell you that his hovering enables him to be able to see everything that you're dealing with. You notice when you're using your computer, the mouse hovers, uh, notice the word, the mouse hovers over a word, and sometimes, depending on the way the website is built, if you hover over a word, that word will give you more information. It will create a pop up that further explains the word. Ah, God, give me a moment here. If you hover over something, sometimes it can disclose more information than what the regular eye can see. So when we talk about God, (laughs) this is ridiculous. Where do you get this from, PC? When God hovers, ah, God, he creates a pop-up over our lives that gives more information. Or if he clicks on the link of our lives, ah, watch this now, what's a link in your life? A link is a family member. A link is a friend you know. A link is a negative, toxic connection relationship you're in. In other words, at any moment, any of us can go to another place if we switch our minds. I'm telling you that there is more to us than people can see. But the power of God's hovering Enables him to manage all of your links and all of your additional information. He in other words, it enlarges you to God. In other words, if you sometimes hover over a word, it will expand the word. In other words, you get bigger. Uh oh, let me let me come in closer to the camera. And so that's what God does, He expands our lives to give a clearer perspective. And so hovering becomes very, very important when it comes to God. I know you've never heard about God hovering perhaps. So that's why I'm taking the time to tell you. Let me share it with you this way. Listen, I'm sure some of you understand it from this perspective. Some of us are from the hood Mm -hmm. and we know about the bird, you know about the bird, the bird that comes in the midnight hour waking us up and what is the bird doing? The bird is hovering. It's called the helicopter, and they are called in. Why do you think they call in the helicopter as opposed to planes? We don't have police planes to chase people because most planes are not meant to hover. Planes are meant to fly from one place to the next, but a helicopter instead is meant and designed to hover. Hover, watch this, it is designed to stay in one place for a longer period of time because it implies That there is greater observation needed in a single area than to be flying all around town. Ah, God, this is good. So the helicopter comes over your life. Well, let's say it this way the Holy Spirit comes over our lives and. Hovers for a longer period of time because there is a greater need to find something. When God hovers, He is observing. Ah, God. When God hovers, He is assessing and evaluating the situation so as to know what to do next. Uh, Watch this now. If you pay attention to the news, you will hear the helicopter able to get more information quicker about where the perpetrator is going next because they can see higher. But the helicopter will radio to the police commander and say, we see him moving now down Fifth Avenue. In other words, the spirit hovers to be able to communicate information to God and to others on earth to you so you know what's coming next. Ah, God. Listen, how many things have we not seen? How many things have been coming our way that we didn't know was coming? Even the Bible says in Romans 8 that the Spirit prays for us things that we don't know. He knows the mind of God. He prays with groanings which we cannot even utter. I'm way off my notes. This is going so good. But the Spirit Praise for us because the spirit can see more than we can see. He knows more than we can know. He has a future before him when we're trying to understand just today. So today I want to talk about why the Holy Spirit hovers in our lives as opposed, watch this, to flying through our lives, just taking us from place to place. And some of us as Christians have this notion or concept that God always wants to take us from place to place yes it is a journey but we must allow time for hovering Uh, god hovers over our lives especially When we find our lives in positions of transition. Ah, God. I used to tell my kids before we left the park, we need a moment of silence so we can transition to get ready to go do the next thing we're getting ready to do. If you're in a place of transition, I came to tell you that God may pause things so he can hover for a minute and stay right there you remember you know the hoverboard the hoverboard just it kind of sits there and I'm so glad God finds the ability to hover over my life that quite possibly listen to me quite possibly the story stall in your life is purposeful. You're mad at God because he won't move you. You're mad at God because you haven't progressed. It could be that the stall in your life is because the Holy Spirit is Hovering, And whenever God hovers though, you must be prepared for what is next. Ah, and that's where I want you to be this morning, wondering why the Holy Spirit is hovering over your life. That's what I want you to be thinking about this morning. So let's look at Genesis 1 and 2 and see what we can find out about why He hovers, and I'll break this passage down and give you some insight from what I think the Holy Spirit himself told me about why he hovers. Let's look at Genesis 1 and 2. The text says, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was what said with me Hovering over the waters. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Ponder that for a moment. The earth was without form and void. Darkness covered the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the water. Now watch this. This is Genesis 1 verse 2, boo. In other words, Genesis 1 and 1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness covered the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the water. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Did God create a earth a heaven that was without form and void? Did he make a mistake? Many theologists and many scientists understand that somewhere between verses 1 and 2, you've heard about the Big Bang Theory or there was some cosmo eruption and things kind of went awry and stuff happened and the earth found itself in disarray, not necessarily in its original created form. But this is way before man was even created. But here we find on the scene an earth that God created, but it was without form was without void darkness covered the face of the deep and the spirit of god had to hover has god ever started something has god ever created something in your life and between verses one and two or between year 1970 and 1972 something happened and you find yourself in disarray without form darkness deep and now god comes to hover Uh, Give me a moment to exegete this text. Let's deal with the first aspect of this passage. What I want you to understand is the earth was without form. The earth was without form. In other words, it was void. It was empty. It lacked substance. It had no boundary. It had no order. In essence, it was barren. The earth was without form. So when we talk about this form, form, formation, there is no form to it. It has no order. And so I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit hovers in places where there is no form, that God comes where there is lack of order. Ah, God help me here. Where you are, you want to progress, you want to move forward, but there is no order in your life. God will not move you forward. There is a period of hovering needed because it is formless. But though it was formless, and I want to encourage some of you. I want to encourage you, LaWanda. Though the earth was formless, it still was yet a material there to work with. In other words, it didn't say it was nothingness. It said it was formless. Ah, God, come on. I don't want some of you to think that you are nothing. I don't want, God doesn't want some of you to think that there's nothing to you, that you don't exist. You just lack order. You lack form. Somebody ought to say, God form me. In other words, you are somebody, even though your stuff is raggedy, even though things are messed up, you are still a person to be formed. God. And I want to remind you that the enemy, remember the passage, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Well, you ought to tell the devil, while you're forming uh, uh, weapons for me, I'm forming my life. The Holy Spirit is forming me to do do something for God's glory. So keep on forming over there because the Bible says what you form won't work, but what God forms will work. God is forming me. Somebody say God's forming me. It's just, listen, it's just that the material was in need of definition. In other words, people try to define you every day. They try to tell you who you are. What they're trying to do with their negative atrocities is trying to form you into the person they want you to be. You're not called to be who people want you to be. You're called to be who God forms you. I feel form. <laughs> it needed, listen, some of you just need to be defined. You need to be given meaning. You need to be reminded of your purpose. Ah, God, And that's why Breath for Change is here, to help you understand your purpose, to give you flow. Listen, it could also be that this earth once had definition awaiting to be filled and something derailed it and God appears again to fix it all and create it and fill it. In other words, whatever happened in the cosmos that derailed his original creation, God says, I'm here to make it right. I'm telling you, there is nothing wrong in your life that God won't come to fix. He's a hoverer. Oh God, I love that about him. He's a hoverer. I've never heard this preached in all my years of going to church. Remember the Holy Spirit has a hand in this process in some way. That what I I want you to understand as we continue to talk our third week about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit participates in the process of forming. And so the Holy Spirit is here to form us. The Spirit comes where there is lack of structure. The Holy Spirit comes where there's lack of order, where there's lack of formation, where there's lack of boundaries. The Holy Spirit will come to hover. And there are many churches that lack structure. There are churches that lack boundaries, that structures, churches that lack formation. And I came to tell you that always, listen, it's not always in your best interest to leave something that lacks formation. Because if a church is willing to be obedient, if a person is willing to be obedient, where there is lack of formation, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit is coming. And so before you leave church, to see if the Holy Spirit is there because the Holy Spirit could be hovering. And I like this about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost doesn't force you, it hovers. In other words, it's there for you to respond or react to. Listen to me. The spirit needs a place to feel. The spirit needs something to blow upon. What I'm trying to get you to see is that the spirit comes to stuff that is broken. The spirit comes to people who are empty. It's looking for a place to feel. The Holy Spirit needs something that has lost its definition and dynamics, and it comes to say, I will get you ready now haven't you seen those cosmetologists and the hair people the makeup strategists of the marketers before they do the runway. In other words, what they do is they say, I come to form you. Honey, girlfriend, I'm gonna take you from a raggedy and doll and I'm gonna make you look like a beautiful Tyra Banks. Come on, black sisters. I want you to understand that I will take you from bad head to beautiful head. I'll give you some eyelashes that will blink somebody into heaven. I'll give you some beauty that will coerce and cause people to see the light of the Lord on you. I'm trying to make it spiritual, y'all. But the point is the Holy Spirit comes to people whose mascara is running from crying, whose hearts are broken from relationships, who is having trouble in their marriages or children are acting wayward or you're not happy with your life. Don't walk out yet, boo. Come on, before you quit, I came to tell you the Holy Spirit might be... Come on, somebody. The spirit needs a place to... Don't you remember Ezekiel 40 where the dry bones were? And God said, you know, can these dry bones live? And And Ezekiel said, well, Lord, you know. And so God said to Ezekiel, prophesy on these bones. In other words, blow upon them, breathe on them, speak to them. We've talked about the Holy Spirit as breath, as air. In other words, the Holy Spirit needs something to fix y'all. Is there anybody out there that needs fixing? I came to tell you that the Holy Ghost is a hoverer. Wherever there is change, there is the Spirit. He wants to come to places that are without form. And remember in Ezekiel 40, after the Spirit got hold to it, what happened? The Bible said bone came to bone, (laughs) sinew to sinew, muscle to muscle, flesh to flesh. And the Bible said what was dry bones eventually stood up an exceeding and strong army. And I came to tell you, I don't care how much you're broke. I don't care what your bank account looks like. I don't care how much of a love life is raggedy or at a dearth or famine in your life. I don't care what your ministry is doing. I don't care how bad it is for you. If the Holy Spirit, can't dogged, can blow on your life. He's a hoverer, and he's there to fix things that have lost their form. You have lost your definition. You have lost, sometimes, you know, I remember when I was younger and I used to work out, I'd see my my pectorals had definition. Uh, They have lost their definition today. (laughs) They have lost their form, but if I keep working out like the Holy Spirit will work you out, he will restore your form somebody say restore my form. Let me move on to number 2 before little Ben gets upset. Look at this. It says darkness was on top of the water. So the earth was out form and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Have you ever noticed that the more shallow the water, the lighter the color? Have you ever noticed that the more shallow the water The lighter, the color. Uh, Watch this now. The Bible says darkness was upon what? The face. Of the deep. Come on, somebody. I want to talk to some people who understand darkness. Um, have you ever noticed that when you walk on shallow water, you can see better? Ah, oh, God. <laughs> I came to tell you there are some places in our lives that we can't see because it's deeper than we've anticipated. Ah, oh, God. Don't underestimate the deepness that God has prescribed for your life. You're not as shallow as you think. Uh, The devil would like you to think that you are shallow, insignificant, nobody, but there is depth to your life and where there is depth, there is a lessened ability to see. Ah, God. So when you can't see because of the depth of the sea, you need the Holy Ghost to do what? over the darkness that's on the surface to help you see. We already asked him to help form us, but now he's going to help us see. And it's not always that we can't see because of sin in our lives. Sometimes we don't see because it's deeper than that, Uh, Difficult, difficult equations, difficult chemistry and mathematical equations, difficult philosophical thoughts of the mind are deeper. You have to, haven't you ever looked at poetry and poem? There are words that are written, but they have deeper meaning and not everybody can see them. Ah, God gives you things in your life and you're reading it too shallow. You've got to go deeper deeper and you can't understand it. You don't know what God is trying to do in your life. And so I came to tell you that the Holy Spirit will come and he will hover. Come on, somebody, listen. The darkness was on top of the water as a sign of how deep and how empty the water was. Come on. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. So the Holy Spirit comes to that which is formless and to that which is dark. I came to talk to people where it's dark dark all around you, and you're concerned whether the darkness has to do with you. Now, it just has to do with the depth of your life. This implies that where there is no form, I watch this now, where there is no form, there is nothing to give light, and it is thereby dark. So, where there is a lack of Form, you can rest assured that darkness is coming because there is nothing formed to be able to produce the light. We'll talk about it in a moment, but the first thing that God formed was let there be light. Ah, Come on, somebody. I want you to get a picture of what I'm talking about. I want you to see that this is a dark scene, that the Holy Spirit is hovering in absolute darkness. I want you to see. Have you ever gone up to the mountains and you are so high up that when you put your hand in front of your face, you can't even see? One inch in front of your face. I'm telling you in the midst of complete and utter darkness and formlessness, the Holy Ghost was hovering saying, I got this. So darkness, watch this now. Darkness does not exist as an entity. Darkness is not able to be formed. Darkness is not an object or an item. Darkness is simply the absence of light. Ah, God. You cannot turn on darkness. You can't go to some device and turn on darkness. Darkness does not exist. It only comes into play when light has been removed. You can make darkness by removing the light. Ah, God. And I came to tell some people, that things are dark in your life, not because darkness has been formed, but because light has been removed. In other words, you're letting too many things of God's light get away from you and you're falling deeper into the cataclysmic abyss that the enemy has created a hole, a portal for which he has designed a pit for you to fall. And few to lose hope and to forget that God hovers uh, uh, like this. I uh, uh, remember Batman, the movie when he was originally getting his powers. Um, he was in a long down cave where a bunch of slaves were and nobody could climb to the top. For those who can't get to the top, there is a Holy Spirit that hovers. Darkness, watch this, is created, watch this, at the forming of light. Ooh, this is good. You don't create darkness, but when I create light, I introduce darkness by the probability that if the light is removed, darkness will appear. Ah, God. So be careful, ah, God, that the things of the light that God brings you into also carry the equational ability to be able to be dark. That's why God says, Paul said, I've learned how to both abase and to abound. In other words, you will have good seasons and you will have bad seasons because the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. I don't want any of you to think that once you come to Jesus, it's always going to be lights are on. There are going to be times where the rent is due and you don't have the cash. Your boyfriend acts up and he treats you wrong. Your kids start smoking marijuana and they end up in jail. There may be things that happen in cat dogged, but I came to give you some restitution, some hope and encouragement that there is a Holy Spirit who was hovering, whoa, where the There was plenty of darkness. Darkness is the contrast to the light. And where there is darkness, the light has the ability to come. The Holy Spirit wants to come to your darkest, deepest, and most dismal area of your life. And he wants to hover. He hovers because it is dark. He hovers because you can't see. He hovers because it's dark. Deeper than what you have imagined. Let me go a little deeper. No pun intended. Look at this. I want you to understand. the darkness was upon the face of a deep. the form Earth was without form. The darkness was on the pos- upon the face of the deep. but also the deep was down below the deep, it's deep. The darkness has a connection with the deep. And so before we focused on the darkness, now I want to focus on the depth. The depth, but we already learned that the darkness exists because of the depth. The darkness exists because of the depth. Do you not know that I understand that I have stuff, I have darkness, I have demonic attacks did you know that i know that the devil is out for me for spiritual people why because there is depth to my life when there's depth to your life darkness is looming looking to waiting just looking for the opportunity for light to go that's why you better be not so be so quick to cut the light people off in your life they may not you may not get all along completely but they bring light Light to you. You ought to keep light next to you because the devil wants to make sure your lights go out. Ah God, come on. The depth is important because it refers to capacity. Teach Pastor Cherry what the Holy Spirit is hovering looking at is that not only is dark because it's deep, but it's deep because it has capacity. Now, in other words, the Holy Spirit is hovering to see see, what can I fill it with? In other words, God is saying to you, not only do I see there's depth to you, but where there is great depth, there's great capacity. And God says, I can fill your life with Things that will bring the light back on. So God is hovering over your life and he's assessing your capacity. The spirit hovers so as to determine its depth, its width, its breadth, and its height. Well, how can he do that, Shanika? I just told you that hovering takes you up higher so you can see farther. So he sees the length, the breadth, the depth, the height. He knows how much you can handle. Come on, Corinthians. The Bible says God will never put more on us than we can bear, but will with the temptation give us a way of escape because he knows our breaking point. He knows when we're so lonely that we're empty to the point of brokenness, where we have fallen into the deception of nostalgia. We have traversed to familiar. Familiarity, and we go back to old things that make us feel good. Those things we know aren't good for us, but we have been lulled to sleep by the demon of yesterday. And God says the Holy Ghost is hovering to help you understand you're deeper than yesterday. There's more to tomorrow than what you remember from last year. God can put more in next month than your last 10 years. God has the ability to feel you with whatever you need. If you don't know, just keep on reading Genesis 1 and watch how he filled what at once had no form and was with was without well, void and was without light. And God can change a situation. So the deep is referring to the great mass of water. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now watch this. The darkness was upon the face of the deep but the Holy Spirit was upon the face of the waters. So while darkness is over the deep, The Holy Spirit is over the waters. Uh, In other words, he can do something with the waters that's creating the darkness. Ah, God, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you can trust the Holy Ghost to get a hold of your life, he can help make what doesn't make sense one day make sense. When you can't understand it, have you ever said, I'm just gonna turn it over to Jesus? That's what the old saints, said, that meant I can't understand what's happening. I need to turn it over to Jesus and let him work it out. Don't you remember the old song, Work It Out? Jesus, we'll work it out. Da-da, Jesus, we'll work it out. In other words, he has the ability to work it out because he's a hoverer. Uh, watch this. This deepness is an area that is, watch this, it's below the surface of the waters. It is a dark and inaccessible, inexhaustible and mysterious place. Strong's Hebrew concordance, the Bible says this. Um, So it is an area that is below the surface. There is depth to you that is deeper than what people see on Monday. It's deeper than friendships and articulate words. Words, regalia Associations and friendships There's an inaccessible place That people can't get to But only the Holy Spirit The Bible says Come on talk Bible The Bible says Who knows the spirit of God But the spirit of God Who knows the spirit of man But the spirit of man In other words there's some things in your life That are too deep For people on the outside to access And to those inaccessible Inexamable exhaustible mysterious places the holy spirit comes to hover the point is that god is coming to feel even the deep dark places beneath the waters the floods and give it order and meaning so watch this god takes an earth that seems to be inevitably swallowed by water and he comes to make the uninhabitable habitable in other words can nobody live on an earth that is under the water? Ah God. In other words, can nobody be in a relationship with you if they can't even understand the deeper you? It is the depth of us that people ought to relate to. Ah God, what is this? What is this? A passage. Come on, talk, Bible. The Bible says, deep. Talks to deep In other words, it means spirit talks to spirit I forget where the passage is But you could you could find it saying deep calleth unto deep Now, deep calls unto deep In other words, there are some conversations That you are only able to have with people Who are deep enough to go down there with you Some of you are arguing with your spouses Because they're not deep enough, baby You're arguing with the co-worker Because they're not deep enough, boo That's a wasted conversation you need the Holy Spirit to come and hover. Let me transition as I move into my final point. We must note that it is the disasters of our lives. It is the deep and the dark and the unfulfilled uninhabitable places of our lives that summons the presence of the Holy Spirit. Come on somebody. It is my brokenness that calls the Holy Spirit to help me. It is the this the the pain, the distress, the traumatization from my divorce that calls the Holy Spirit. It is the trouble of my heartache that keeps me up at night at 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. that summons the Holy Spirit to hover. It is the emptiness of my soul, the trajectory of my head that bows down in the middle of the day at high noon, 80 degrees, full of sunshine, not a Rain or cloud in sight, but I'm still sad. It is that moment, that melancholy experiences that summons the Holy Spirit to say, We need help. I came to tell somebody instead of being sad that you're in a poor place, you ought to be glad that it's calling the Holy Spirit. The troubles in your life are calling God SOS, SOS, SOS. Come on and hover. Ah, you to understand, many of us should be thankful for the chaos at times because it calls for our Redeemer. It calls our Creator to make something new out of this mess we made. In other words, the earth in its formlessness and darkness was calling out to the Creator who created who created the earth before that moment and said, don't you remember how beautiful I was when you created me? Something broke. Something is wrong. Fix me. Jesus." And God shows up in Genesis 1 and 2 and says the earth was without form, but the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the deep. And that's the last thing I want to share with you today. Let's talk about the hovering over the deep. So we have the earth without form, we have the darkness, and we have the deep. But now we need the hovering. Look at this. The spirit hovers over. I feel Jesus. Somebody ought to shout right now. Help is on the way. The spirit is hovering. The spirit comes to our worship place. And it hovers Over broken people. That's what church is. I wish the saints would stop thinking you're perfect. We're deep places. We're learning our depth day in and day out. We're learning our darkness. We're learning our troubles. We're learning our struggles. That's why we're at church. So the spirit can hover upon the face of the deep. I like that. The earth was without form darkness was upon the face of the deep but the spirit hovers over the deep the king james version says that the spirit moved over the waters and the word moved means it hovered over as in a flying motion but it was stationary ah god hmm oh thank you jesus hmm don't you remember when Jesus was baptized? The Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove and landed on Jesus. Was over. Ah God, the Holy Spirit is over over us. Uh, And when he's over us, he is assessing and evaluating us in acts. Don't you remember the Holy Spirit fell on top of their heads like cloven tongues of fire. In other words, he's over us. Us, because it was a new introduction to the Holy Spirit. Wherever there's transition, where there, wherever there is formlessness or deregulation or lack of moderation or purity of understanding, the Holy Spirit comes uh, and he gets over the situation. Ah, God, his name in the Greek in John is called the Paraclete, which means he is the one called alongside. Uh, Let me teach for a moment. Uh, When the Holy Spirit is on the side of us, that means he is called alongside to walk with us. Um, The Spirit is on the side of us when we're moving. But when you're without form and when you're without void and there's darkness in your life, you ain't moving, boo. And so the Holy Spirit changes his position from being on the side of you to hovering over you. Come on, Jesus. And he needs to hover because you need new understanding. Don't you remember I preached this years ago about the positioning of God when the Egyptians were chasing Moses and how before at one point God was before them and then he was behind them and then he was the cloud above them. He was the fire between them, I'm telling you, depending on the position of your life determines the position of God's presence. Help me, Holy Ghost. So God says, listen, not only do I hover, I have the ability to hover over your life, I'm also inside of your life. So the Holy Spirit comes, he's tending to you, he's evaluating you, he's sizing He's you up. He's thinking about what to do with you. Somebody say, hover, Jesus. The Holy Spirit hovers. It means it stays. It doesn't blow in and out of your life. It comes to see the project through to the end. So I want you to see this. The earth there was here positioned in this mass in the water, and the Holy Spirit is just sitting there. And and sometimes we say, won't you do? Something, God. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm just gonna hover. Won't you get them, God? Mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm just gonna. Mm-mm, I'm just gonna hover. Well, Jesus, don't you see them? They keep hitting me. They keep throwing. I know, I know. I know. I see it. I'm hovering. I see it. I'm way up here. I see more than you see. Shut up. And he says, "I'm hovering." And he said, "Well, come on, God, please. Won't you just give me this job?" Come on. It's been six months. It's been a year. Come on. Can't you see I'm hurting? Can't you see I'm in pain? God says, I know you in pain. I'm hovering. I'm figuring out a way to fix this. I'm giving you a moment to seek me. I'm trying to give you time to realize I'm hovering. You don't even know I'm up here. (laughs) You keep running back to Tyrone. You keep running back to an old church. You keep running back to drugs. You keep running to the bottle thinking I'm in there. I ain't in the bottle. I ain't in the smoke. I ain't in the sex. I ain't in the, Lying. I'm hovering. The Holy Spirit is hovering. So remember, remember this now. Nothing was there. Watch this now. He was hovering because nothing was responding to him. He was hovering because nothing was reacting, because nothing was there. Sometimes the Holy Spirit comes and hovers when we aren't praying, when we don't read, when we don't don't give a hoots and poots about God, the Holy Ghost still hovers. I Thank God for a Holy Ghost that hovers. Thank God for a spirit that's able to sit for a while and live through our negative attitudes, our rebellious and cantankerous dispositions, blaming God, mad at heaven, mad at pastors, churches and preachers, deacons and friends, ushers and leaders, trying to give everybody credit for the wrong in our Lives When God said, I'm just going to wait right here. I'm going to hover for a while till you get it. I'm going to position you because I am the Holy Ghost. You are not. You need to learn a lesson. Sometimes the Holy Spirit hovers um, till you learn your lesson. I want you to picture this. As I conclude, uh, the picture is a lump of mass. The picture is that this is earth is a lump of mass that's covered over or surrounded by water water now, listen i want you to see i want you to see this that it seems to imply that the earth was actually under the water that the text in verse 2 seems to only talk about the water. The earth was without form, it was void, it had nothing on it, but it seemed to be covered with water. And there is scientific proof to help us see that there's a period where we were covered um, uh, with water. But I came to tell you, water uh, is important for creation. So God would have to to watch this, God would in essence have to bring this mass up from the deep place in the waters to the context of the earth. In other words, let me say that again, God would have to bring up from the deep place in the waters in the context of the earth. Listen, the earth is not necessarily in the context of the water, but God has to get the earth up to put the water in the earth. Right now, the earth is in the water, but God has to switch it and put the water in the earth. God, come on. If I wish I could hear you see this water, listen, is needed for creation. (laughs) Water is needed if you go on to create something. Don't forget God created, if you read on, God created the firmament above the firmament so that heaven was above the firmament of water. That there is a layer of water beneath heaven right now. That God created a layer of water between the layer of water that once covered the earth. Dog dog, I'm trying to tell you, God will reposition The water that's swallowing you. In other words, the water won't be swallowing you, but the water will be in your capacity. In other words, now the water on the earth sits in what we call seas. Seas and rivers and constellations of water. In other words, waters fit the earth. The earth does not fit the water. Watch this now. Where are babies come from? Babies are born in what? In water. Water. Ah, you need water to cook. <laughs> I'm telling you, from this mass of water came the creation of the earth, the forming of the earth. From your belly, from your umbilical cord, from the placebo, from your uterus, from your womb comes the birth of. God dog, a brand new baby and it comes out of water. Our body, scientists say, are made up mostly of what? Water. Ah, oh, God. And that's why we need so much water to live. Try to live without drinking water. I God. What people saw as destruction, that the earth was destroyed by being under the water, God said, no, it's part of my plan. I need water to create the earth you live and thrive on today. So the genius of the Holy Spirit was to hover over and study the water. God, you're going to miss it. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the water because he was trying to see how he was going to bring this earth up out from up under that water. He knew that out of that water would come the formation of earth and mankind. He said, I'm getting you ready for Adam and Eve. Come on, somebody. I'm getting you ready for buffalo and lion and chickens. I'm getting you ready for whales and dolphins and and sharks. I'm getting you ready for the fowl of the air, the birds. I'm getting you ready for the stars and the constellations, the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is hovering because he's preparing something to feed your life. And anything worth birthing will include the power of the Holy Spirit hovering in your life. That there is a water that comes to bring you to birth. That many of you are drowning. But don't see it as you're drowning. See it as the birthing point. That God is about to bring you forth into a new richness of creation. That God has a purpose for your life and he's hovering to bring it to pass. Was it not Mary who was visited by the angel who said she would be pregnant by the Holy Ghost? Once again, the Holy Spirit was present at the birthing, at the impregnation of Mary Because wherever something is being created, the Holy Spirit is there to hover. You cannot expect to have any kind of baby without the Holy Spirit first hovering. You have got to get your life in order. You have got to get your relationship with the Holy Spirit intact so that he can give you the hovering, ah. covering, hovering, covering, hovering you need to bring forth this beautiful earth. I believe that this earth never would be what it is today had it not been for the hovering of the Holy Spirit. Here are my final thoughts. If you're going to give birth to anything, the Holy Spirit has to hover over it first. Holy Spirit, hover. H, over. Hover. Holy Spirit, H over. H dash over. Hover. Holy Spirit over. Let the Holy Spirit get over your life so that he can bring forth this great creation that we're experiencing today. Those of us who live in California, we see beautiful sunshine, and beaches. But there's nothing like the East Coast, the changing of the seasons, the winter coloring of the leaves, the snow on the ground. In other words, there are different things in different areas of the earth. But before all of that happened, Genesis 1-2, the Spirit was hovering the waters covered the creation and darkness covered the deep and the Holy Spirit covered it all. God creates everything by his Holy Spirit. He hovers. And before the Spirit creates He assesses, he evaluates. So don't be mad that things aren't moving. Just be glad that the spirit is there to hover. Now, if things aren't moving and the spirit ain't there, you're in trouble. You're you're exactly what Genesis 1-2 describes. You are earth underwater, formless, void, dark, and deep with no hope. I'm trying to get you to see that the water you think is drowning you is simply covering the beauty that God wants to form. The Holy Spirit hovers to make the path for God to speak. This is my conclusion. This is the picture I want you to see the Holy Spirit hovers, assesses everything, and then gives the report to the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After the Holy Spirit was done hovering, the Bible says, God spoke and said, let there be light. And there was light. In other words, God began to speak the things that the Holy Spirit hovered to assess. God wants to speak into your life what the Holy Spirit saw over your life. Oh, that's a quotable. So when I come to church, when I come as a pastor to speak into your life, I'm hoping that you've spent all week letting the Holy Spirit hover over you and that the Holy Spirit told God to tell me to tell you what he's speaking into your lives. And I'll leave you with this. Cousin Kevin, Listen. If you notice in Genesis, when God said, Let there be light, and there was light, he had not yet created the sun. Where did the light come from? Later on, he says, Then he created the sun and the moon and the stars. The light we see today is the light from the sun. But if you read Revelation, Revelation tells us we don't need a sun. We don't need a moon. Do you know why? Because God himself will be the light thereof. And what I liken this to in terms of let there be light, and I'm I'm, I'm being a little picturesque at this point, but it's good for story. Listen, what I see this as when God speaks to you. Hallelujah. 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 When God finally says, let there be hallelujah, hallelujah, when God says, let there be light, when he finally speaks it, what he's doing is he turns the light on in you. In other words, he doesn't, he may not create the sun outside of you. He doesn't create the things outside of you right away. He creates a light in you so you can see it first. You need the light to be able to see the creation of other things you can't create in the dark. Oh, that's a quotable. You can't create in the dark. When you create in the dark, you make mistakes. When you choose a mate, when you're dark in spirit, you may pick someone you will eventually divorce. Stop picking jobs out of anger and desperation. Wait till he turns the light on. Stop making decisions in emotional fits and tantrums. You are not in the light. And you will often regret the choices you make because you didn't let the spirit hover long enough to speak to God so he could speak to you and say, Let there be light. Later on, you'll get the house, you'll get the car, you'll get all those things. And lastly, he creates Adam. And where does he form Adam from, y'all? Where does he form him from? From the dust of the earth that was once covered by water. I'm telling you, God will bring something great out of your situation that seems impossible. And from Adam comes Eve. He reaches inside of Adam and pulls his soulmate out of his soul and guess what the last to be created was over all the animals they were given rule over all the animals over all the earth God said you tend to my creation I'm telling you out of your brokenness God can elevate you to a place of rulership over all the things that made you cry, over all the things that left you destitute and discouraged, he can bring life simply by hovering. So my appeal to you today is, will you let the Holy Spirit hover over you today? So God can begin speaking things into existence in your life. If that is your desire, come to the altar. I'm PC, and that's all I got.